Hi everyone, welcome to the Man Patriot Podcast. My name is Dumot Denga. And as always, I am pleased to have the co-host with me, Zuzo Kati. How are you doing, Zuzo? What's up, what's up, what's up, Dumo, man? Uh, to the listeners as well. Uh, that's, that sound bite, you know, the, the effects. So I can hit, you know, but because of this lockdown, I'm nowhere near that, that type of technology. But for in the meantime, um, listen, how's it to the viewers? How's it to everyone that's listening? Uh, to the subscribers, to the patrons, how you guys doing? It's another week, it's another conversation that we're having on main page here. Uh, thank you guys for listening for the past five weeks during this lockdown, and uh, thank to all the guests. Um, today we also have a special guest, but before we introduce her, of course you got to introduce the, the rest of the crew. And uh, we got Koketo, uh, our resident tech guy, is in the house. What's up, Koketo? Hey, all good as usual. I've got my coffee, so I'm good. That's good. Oh, okay. Last week, what was it? Last week, was, it was home food. Or was that Umpiak? That was Umpiak. <laughs> oh, bro. 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 Last week should be erased from the archives of the main patriarch history forever. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Was it, was it pineapple? <laughs> It was it was, it was sophisticated pineapple, pineapple beer. Oh. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. From the streets, from the black market. Shout out to the free market for doing that to us. Yeah, man. The market always provides. I just bought a lot of apples now. I'm going to experiment with uh, the hunter's dry recipe. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, anyway, man. as you guys have heard, as you guys have heard, we have Mpiak on the on the on the live stream. What's up, Mpiak? Um, I'm good, man. Like, um, I have nothing to complain about. Although I will say, to more at this point, me and Koketo qualify as co-hosts right now. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, we might as well. Might as yeah, well. I think so. Just like, yeah, give them a bone. <laughs> hey, uh, and uh yeah <laughs> and anyway um we also have uh, a guest a special guest on on the show today on the episode uh someone that's been vocal someone that you know has raised a lot of eyebrows on twitter someone that if i'm not mistaken was also on one of our radio station interview but she was just elaborate on that uh we got unati kwaza on the episode, how are you doing with Nazi? Uh, I have a Nazi. Oh no. What is Telcom, Vodacom, or wherever? What are they doing to us? Okay, it's all these we'll crimes. It could be Escom yes. as well. I'm going to try add it on again quickly. I think. Um, no, I think, yeah, I think it was a, I think it was a disconnect, in my opinion. Okay, let's just try. I can nah, just call it. But we'll but anyway, just continue uh, for, in the meantime, while Dumo tries to get back on. Remember, uh, yeah. um, remember, remember, Zuzo, people are saying that we should get um, uh, uh, a woman on the podcast as well. So, oh, yes. Nati is back. Yeah, Nati is back. She's the first woman on our podcast. Sorry, guys. Yay. Well, on the basis <laughs> of your gender, you are forgiven. Yeah. 
It's Venus Sausage Fest over here. There's too many two voices here. Uh, and actually, can you introduce yourself to the to the audience and uh, just tell us who you are and what you do? Yes. Unachi um, Kwanza from Kailicha in Cape Town. I'm a businesswoman. I'm also a board member of the Free Market Foundation and council member of Institute of Race Relations. Mm, That's right what woman. I do. Yes. <laughs> Proudly so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, uh, let's get into it, straight into it. You've been quite vocal about... Um, the various um, announcement by our president as well as this government saying that they've actually um, likened themselves to the apartheid government, if I'm not mistaken. Why? Uh, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a strong opinion. Can you elaborate as to why? And also, Absolutely. guys, you can also tune in as well. Mm. Absolutely. Um, I mean, the ANC likes to remind us of apartheid um, because uh, for instance, they will say the DA uh, is taking us backwards. But, uh, it seems to me that the president, the ANC now under President uh, Ramaphosa, is doing exactly the same thing that uh, the apartheid government was doing to townships. If you remember your history, uh, the reason why township, most townships are far, far away from workplaces and places of entertainment and enjoyment, it's because the apartheid government felt that we as black people, we, we, we're not worthy of uh, choosing for ourselves where to stay. So we had to be put far, far away from them. So when, when Cyril Ramaphosa um, launched this uh, army, I mean, if you remember the, 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 the evening when he was wearing army gear, which was, I think, uh, it, was, it, should have, it should have worried all of us as free-loving free uh, people in South Africa. But all we saw on media was uh, praises. Why was Ramaphosa wearing an army gear? Is he a, an army general? Um, he's not. And um, we, should, we should really be alarmed by such stances because politicians don't do anything without a reason. So when we hear that pol uh, police and uh, soldiers are manhandling uh, black people in townships, why shouldn't we remember apartheid? Um, I mean, Marikana for starters, should have taught government how to, how to treat black people, but it didn't. So we're seeing these draconian rules, even their, even their lockdown regulations, they are draconian in nature. There's no reason in, uh, for most of them. There's absolutely no reason. I understand social distancing. I understand the need to, as you mean, like people are, are, are capable of taking care of themselves. If, for instance, in, in we don't really have it because people just get, go about their business. But you'll see them wearing masks. Government didn't say uh, it's mandatory to, to wear masks, but uh, people are wearing masks because they know what's good for them. It's not government's job to take care of us. That's, that's my stance in all this. Uh, it's absolutely not government's job. Um, they've, they've appropriated power for themselves. And uh, they're using this. I, I mean, I just came back from an interview. The BBC asked me to, 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 to make a short video, like four minutes. So I asked Christoph Smuts to help me. I just came back now. Uh, so we were talking about it, that 
government has been longing to ban alcohol. Government has been longing to ban um, uh, smoking. Uh, if you remember from Lamini uh, Zuma's days as health minister, and those days were disastrous, of course. Uh, so government is always looking at ways to 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 impose their power on us. And uh, on on Monday we will be celebrating 26 years in democracy and. Uh, uh, it should not be happening, but it's happening. So why is civil society quiet? Why is big business quiet in South Africa? Um, I, I don't understand. So if I have to do it myself, I'm doing it. I'm speaking out and uh, upsetting a lot of people who are in Ramaphosa's camp. I think it's ridiculous that he's, uh, he's being allowed to bully everyone. And uh, it's ridiculous that people have been silenced. Uh, people who, who are supposed to be, to, to, to be talking from civil society seems to be captured by Ramaphosa. And uh, it's nonsense. Um, I, I won't stand for it. Yeah, no, I think that was uh, well said. My, my, my question would be, what do you think about, this? since now we are supposedly transitioning to a smart lockdown, what do you think about the concept of a smart lockdown? And do you think it's an improvement or do you think it's uh, the lockdown itself needs to end immediately? Oh my gosh, what nonsense is a smart, smart, smart lo lockdown? Um, the DA, what's happening with the DA? I don't know. Uh, it seems to me it will continue to struggle uh, in the absence of Helen Ziller as the leader. And I've seen ridiculous things coming from John Stein, Hayes and Gwen, uh, Gwen uh, as well, because this smart lockdown comes from them. Are they talking about tourism sector? Are they talking about the fact that hospitality industries uh, are continuing to bleed jobs because um, jobs and money because they're not allowed to work? Level four, level five shouldn't have happened. The list is level three, and by now we should be at uh, level two. Uh, so why is why is the DA condoning this uh, this rubbish uh, coming from Ramaphosa and the ANC? If you think about it, BIK, the ANC um, has failed all of us. The, sorry, the ANC has failed black people, black children still going to school in schools with pit toilets, uh, crumbling infrastructure, no water, no laboratories, no libraries. Uh, I'm not even talking about those who ban uh, the infrastructure. No, not those. Those who actually never had them. Uh, since uh, 1994. So for me, a smart lockdown is a, a ridiculous uh, idea. Um, the DA seems to me, they are also bowing down to Ramaphosa. The DA should be radical at this point, but they're not because they don't have the leadership to do it. Um, I don't know, I don't feel that Helen Zille, maybe Helen Zille's hands are tied, I don't know, but uh, she is not as vocal as she's supposed to. Uh, I mean, goodness. <laughs> okay, but just on that question of Helen Zilla, since you brought it up, do you, do you mm. think that she would actually make much of a difference? Because it seems to me like, you know, it's uh, this smart lockdown idea, which is the DA's idea, it wasn't, you know, so they came up with it. And so this, it came from like this centrist tendency in the DA, and the Helen Zilla was very much part of that. I mean, if you look, consider what she did as Premier in the Western Cape, for example, she actually centralized education more than the ANC did in the Western Cape because according to her logic, it was the best way to provide education. And so she, she, she was always about doing the best 
for people, even if it, it ends up with less freedom and liberty. So do you think that she, she would have actually implemented uh, a, a, a removal of the lockdown? Um, right, right now we're starved of voices. Uh, voices that are, not, that are not going to be praising uh, every little thing that Ramaphosa is saying. Uh, we are starved of voices who question the the, the, the draconian rules uh, on the on the Western Cape education thing. The Western Cape, if you if you actually think about it, the Western Cape uh, from last uh, last year's matric results uh, had the most um, had, uh, matric exemptions uh, of people who could can qualify to attend. Uh, university. What Helen Zilla did in the Western Cape for Education is to remove Satu's power because Satu has been the one uh, 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 standing in the way of black children in, in, in township schools uh, to get good education. Satu doesn't care that uh, teachers don't, don't, don't teach the whole day, even I mean the whole school day, uh, school hours. Satu doesn't care that these teachers, when it's days off, uh, getting paid, uh, they don't even pitch up in schools. So uh, I'll give uh, Helen Zilla credit. I mean, right now, there are so many children who depend on school feeding schemes. The Western Cape is the only government uh, that is providing food. And uh, there was a call by from Sanko and uh, some of the other ANC uh, alliances calling for the end to feeding school children who are poor. And you ask yourself, uh, what's wrong with feeding uh, hungry yeah. souls. No, no, I, I get, so, I get, that, I get that the education system in the Western Cape was greatly improved by the measure, but my, mm. I guess my question goes to the fundamental tension between liberty and uh, utilitarian ideas, in the sense that, uh, for someone like uh, Helen, for example, as long as it works and it achieves the objective, which is more people being educated, uh, qualifying for bachelor's passes more people going to stem fields all of those things for someone like that 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 is enough but then for someone like me i worry about you know things like uh, where are we getting the money from uh whose freedom is being affected by this who's having to give up more of their property things like that so there's always that mm. tension and I, I guess where is the balance where is the line mm. i also no i get to you ask myself mm. uh, yeah i also want to ask uh, pertaining to the lockdown uh, implemented by Maposa uh, and the government. Um, don't you think that due to the fact that you know our public health system has been decimated over the the past decades, it was it had to be this lockdown had to be implemented because imagine if you had to take you know the hundreds of people in various townships and rural people to the the health system prior to the implementation of the lockdown, they wouldn't have been prepared. So don't you think that um, question posed to you is that don't you think that it, it was helpful in a sense to actually at least lock down for a week or two or even a month to um to prepare our health systems for the possible um the rise in infections and the and the overwhelming the situation that could be faced by our public hospital as well as our private hospitals mm. i hear you guys but i am a firm believer in that Human, human beings have taken have been taking care of themselves since the dawn of time. Uh, even before the idea of a government came into being, human beings were taking care of themselves. Uh, think, think way back, uh, 
even before science was developed and became what it is today with medicine and all that, people learned how to take care of themselves. People would go to, to the wild and get uh, uh, medicines for themselves and they were good at it. Uh, that was before, I, I suppose, colonization. I, I don't know, guys. I feel, I, I, I hate, I hate uh, for government to think for me. I don't want that it's condescending. And the only time, it seems the only time that government thinks we are capable of doing anything is during votes and that we're voting for them. And that's it. After that, your brains, we're not supposed to, to, to exercise what's happening in our, in our brains. Uh, we're supposed to think for ourselves. Uh, if it were up to me, there would be no lockdown. The only thing government is supposed to do in the health department is to, is to teach and educate people about how to, for instance, how to use sanitizers, how to wash your hands properly, uh, how to social distance, how to use your mask. Even now, there are so many politicians in the end who don't, still don't know how to use the damn masks. I mean, what nonsense <laughs> is that? I mean, they were on television. The president the other day was looked so like so foolish, uh, and that was the only thing that people talked about. And it makes me angry that journalists will 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 talk more about that than the 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 essence of what Ramaphosa is doing. Ramaphosa is stripping all of us of our power. Uh, into democracy to voice uh, our opinions. We must be afraid to go anywhere that we want to. We can't smoke because it's banned. We can't drink. I don't. I mean, I don't drink myself. But people have a right to do whatever they want with their bodies. That's that's the, the that's the message from me. Government, if anything, that if government feels they have energy to to finally do their damn jobs, they can start fixing the public health care system. Even now, like public lab, the laboratories that because they've been vandalized, so to speak, uh, they 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 appoint people because uh, of their CADA deployment of CADA deployment, and uh, that's exactly why hospitals are, are the state that they are in today. So even with the NHI that Ramaphosa is now trying to sneakily uh, make attractive, there's nothing attractive about NHI guys. Uh, government shouldn't have the power to dictate to you as a citizen yeah. that yeah, you I cannot mean, I... go to that doctor. You, you can only go to this one. It's not government's job. Government should protect your property. Government should ensure that as citizens, we we are law-abiding in that. But by law-abiding, I don't mean um, if government decides that today you cannot smoke, uh, then you have to abide by that. No. If yeah, anything, you mean let's not kill each other. Yes, that's what I mean. Government is not protecting our property. Have you seen how truck how trucks have been torched uh, and how buildings have been vandalized? And police will just stand by because they are not properly trained to handle uh, 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 when people revolt. Um, I think I said on Twitter uh, this week that it's time that people started revolting. And someone DM'd me, "Una, to be careful of the things you're saying." Um, no, I'm not gonna be careful if they want to kill me. Uh, because that's that was the implication. Impl that's what this person was implying. No, I'm not going to be quiet. Uh, South Africans have taken too much crap from government, black people especially, uh, yeah. and they still continue voting ANC. No, I agree with yeah. that hundred percent. And I, I think 
your instincts are very anarchic, so I, I am pleased about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. I mean, there's no reason why we need a government. I mean, like we people people mm. have been taking care of themselves. I mean, I, I think I've said this on this podcast before, but during the AIDS pandemic, people did, dealt with it. Government was nowhere. And so I think this this would have been something similar. People would have dealt with it in their own way. Absolutely. Um, I just want to chip in something here as well. Um, I think that uh, um, this, it's it's days like this when I want to be an anarchist, right? And, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's you know, I, yeah. I, this, this is where I side with the anarchist. Really, it's when government starts to do this nonsense. And talking about how the ANC is abusing us, you know, I saw a video with um, Balula the other day, where there was a guy. Um, he didn't have his. Um, his license, uh, car license, right? It was expired. And then Balula was asking him, you know, where were you, where were you going? What are you doing? And then he asked the security, then he asked the police person, hey, um, is this person in, in accordance with the law? And then she's like, no, his license this is, has expired. And then he's like, arrest and impound, impound and arrest. I don't know if you saw that video, but the, the, the arrogance of the government oh my gosh is is, is so is, is it's 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 so shocking it's mm. like it's almost like mm. as if they're praying for this day to happen because they wanted to treat us like as if we oh some like a bunch of kids or something and this is where mm. the anarchy mm. the anarchist in me says i i you know enough's enough this mm. is unacceptable and the worst thing is that that guy probably voted for anc and uh, now he's being and now he's being abused by the very party that um mm. that he voted for and I mean, I, I I found that to be very disappointing. But you see, this is exactly what happens when someone can just uh, willy-nilly, as according to a president's directive, swap portfolios like it's nothing. You know, I think he's been minister of sports, police. Uh, you know, now he's the minister of transport. Yeah, you know, you, you can't tell me someone like that has competence in more than one of those at the very least. Mm, absolutely, and. Mbalula obviously doesn't know that people can't go anymore to traffic uh, offices and, and, and get their licenses renewed. He doesn't know it because he's stupid and he's incompetent. And uh, you, you can see the likes of Begitel enjoying, I mean, the things that he says, that man should be fired and criminally charged for inciting violence on people. Uh, when, when he said on national television that... Uh, uh, People haven't seen yet what police are capable of. Why is Ramaphosa tolerating this? Why isn't why is civil society uh, silent on this? I mean, look at uh, organizations like Ndifuna uh, Ogwazi, organizations like um, what is this one? I, I forgot. I mean, there's a lot. Kadraja Foundations. There's a lot of them, and the only ones that I see challenging anything is the African Forum. Uh, an organization that has been standing for, for, for truth and ha has been actually standing for people's rights that are being uh, trampled upon. So civil society is quiet because I feel they're in Ramaphosa's pocket. Uh, mainstream media is quiet. Um, there's very few voices that, uh, that you can hear. I mean, Twitter is just a headache because all these people are there. And they, they are praising, they don't question. It's like, remember the year past days, like whatever past says, you have to do it. You can't question yeah. because you don't have a voice. And I think we, it's our duty to, to, to step up 
and to continue questioning and challenging uh, this uh, this socialist uh, state that's crept up, this authoritarian state, and uh, people should should say no. No, no, I agree with that. And uh, for me, it was quite worrying as well, just to develop your point about the security guys coming out and saying, uh, let's, uh, uh, that we haven't seen what the police can do, the, the generals as well, like the, the, senior, the senior leadership of the SANDF doesn't seem to understand that they operate under the authority of the constitution. They, they, they completely disregard our rights. They think that uh, mm-hmm. it's wet. Uh, beating someone because he 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 insulted the president or whatever, so we uh, we mm. have a lot of problems like that. And so, well, what can we do about this, Unati? How can we fix this? Like, well, what what kind of things can we do? Uh, well, maybe after after the lockdowns or during the lockdowns to to stop these things. Like you said, when you when when you propose things like uh, violating the law itself, a lot of people don't want to do that. And uh, I I I I appreciate the point about Afriforum. I myself am a member because. You know, you realize that, you know, no one is going to defend you unless you uh, side with the people who are willing to fight. Mm, absolutely. Let's start uh, by, by donating to these organizations because they don't get government funding, which is great for them. Because if you get government funding, um, you can't speak against them. Uh, it's conditional. Look at uh, how Natin Tetra is using the national... I mean, he's the Minister of uh, Arts and Culture, whatever that is. I don't know what that is, but there's Minister's, something Minister of Condolences, eh? Absolutely. That's more fitting um, for him. So uh, he uses that, that uh, portfolio to, to give government lectures to his favorite people. And uh, he's the most, I mean, that man, remember when during Zuma's days, he was one of uh, the ministers then. His house, uh, had, his house's uh, boundary wall had been built like 200,000 200, rains was spent on his house just to secure it in K- KZN. KZN is one of the poorest provinces in the country, and yet it's so rich in agricultural land, and uh, tourism is booming in KZN. But only the, the connected, in, like the politi- politically connected, get those opportunities. So what do we do? We, we, we start uh, donating to organizations like AfriForum, uh, your Free Market Foundations, your IRRs. There's not a lot of them, guys. So it's up to us to, to ensure that the, their voices continue being, um, being heard uh, in the media because there's no one who, no one in mainstream media is writing what, for instance, rational standard. Uh, is writing about. No one is writing about what you'll find in Daily Friend. Uh, and those organizations need uh, funding. And it's quite a, an expensive space to be in. So it's our, it's our duty to ensure that they continue getting the funding they need. Um, I mean, let's use our voices and influence to, to speak out and uh, to promote uh, them. I mean, some, someone will probably not want to be heard saying Afroforum should be supported. Uh, Nelson Mandela Foundation will say no, no, no. These are racists, which is nonsensical, of course. Yeah. Uh, coming from the days of the the flag, that's Nicholas uh, Bauer. That's annoying men um, lied about. So um, organizations organizations like Nelson Mandela Foundation, unfortunately, have betrayed whatever it is that they were formed for. I know that Nelson Mandela would be ashamed of them uh, for dividing this country, country's people. And um, so let's keep 
let's keep writing. Let's keep uh, writing to radio stations, uh, calling in because there's a lot of nonsense that people actually believe, and they have voices to voice it out on national radio stations or television. So let's also take up our space and use this. Uh, public platforms to 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 advance freedoms uh, and liberty. Uh, a country with no liberty becomes poorer because its people uh, are not well taken care of by the state. The state wants only power. Uh, people shouldn't obviously people shouldn't wait for the state to do things for them. But that's what happens when the state has uh, appropriated so much power onto themselves. Uh, everyone else must be. Uh, just exist uh, without saying anything and that's the spirit that Ramaphosa is carrying with him and that is why I feel he's taking us back to apartheid days yeah uh, uh, yeah I uh, very much uh, agree with you pertaining to you know uh, the national media not actually giving no no shine to people like RIR and FMF and stuff like that, but you're dealing with a society, society in which it's uh, the elite have uh, a clique, they have a circle amongst mm. them, and it's it's up to these organizations to start going to the very people they require and the very people that matter the most, and those are the people of South Africa, particularly black people, and start pushing ideas there. I've been saying for a while that you know, you know, uh, organizations like the IRR, FMF. I think for or whoever is in the same line of work as they are, as well as parties like ZACP, um, I don't know about the DA, they're doing something very different, but nonetheless, you should be going to these people and and putting your, your views and, and, and you know, showing the logic behind your, 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 your principles to these people, and you'll find out that more people will definitely argue with you, especially very, very much South Africa. You know, for example, some of the restrictions uh, which don't make sense right now is you cannot uh, congregate in terms of churches, you know, and maybe some of us here are not church point going people, but we know exactly that South Africans love church and you, you and as you said, you know, you just give people the, the, the freedom to actually congregate and protect themselves and do whatever they need to protect themselves from the from the pandemic and restricting them from doing what they do in their free time is just something that not only is um, is unlawful, but also it it serves as a purpose as as a basis of a revolt, because you can't you can't take away the church from South Africans. But nonetheless, that is a different story for another day. So now we heard this week that um, the uh, for the economy they're gonna now push out or they're gonna you know um, come with, heli- with the helicopter and start uh, throwing money at the at South Africans <laughs> in various forms. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, Gonna, uh, it was five billion announced by the president, but apparently the Tito Boweni said that uh, it's actually eight hundred billion in which they've procured from different institutions and different sources, so they can uh, push that money and put it back into the economy. So my question is, firstly, um, with the debt levels already at the levels that they are now, which is, if I'm not mistaken, four trillion rand, and this this. Um, and also the fact that, and also the fact that we have, you know, the most corrupt uh, politicians in the world. I mean, it was very sad to have seen so many people saying that the the money used for the five hundred billion shouldn't be shouldn't be stolen. Uh, what do you think is actually going to happen with this five hundred billion, and how are we going to actually repay it? 
and if we're going to be paid or is going to be paid by our grandkids. Mm, yeah. Um, Dr. Phil uh, has this quote, something like uh, the, the, uh, the, something like the past history or experience is they know exactly how ANC deals with uh, public money. They have Sorry, no respect you, for it. Can you repeat that quote, or something like, uh, I mean, I can get the direct one, but it, it, he says that uh, what determines the future is past experience. Um, yeah, something like that. So what that that means for us as South Africans, we know the ANC, I mean, look at the state capture, what's coming out of the state capture. These people have the constitution. The, the, the same constitution where they get this government uh, fed cat jobs, uh, they say that I would uphold the constitution. All these people should be jailed, but they won't. Uh, so we know exactly that they are busy literally loot, house. I call it loot freely house because that's, they've been looting freely in this country <laughs> and um, damaging everything. So they're congregating right now, uh, sharing tenders as usual. I mean, they're stealing food that's meant for poor people. I mean, this is the bottom of the gutter people, scum of the earth people. I mean, goodness, the fact that they're in the government makes me so angry. It makes me so angry because it means that Ramaphosa himself, when he campaigned, he said that he would have like corruption free South Africa. It's nonsense. He's beholden to the ANC, which does not care about the people of South Africa. The ANC, which only wants power for itself. They, they're just stacking up everything the taxpayers are giving. I mean, there's a talk that Davi uh, wrote, the economist did at uh, Free Market Foundation. It's on YouTube. You'll get it. A bit long, but it's worth listening to and watching. Uh, he says that the only existence now the ANC has is just to to take 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 from the state. Uh, they're no longer about ideology, and they're not no longer about anything else but to take. Uh, look at the SOEs. What's happened to them? Uh, SA Express workers haven't been paid since March. Uh, SAA is facing liquidation today. Dinel, which used to be the, I mean, the, the cream of the crop in this country, producing the best that, that like, we had to share. That's how I feel about them. That's how angry I am about them. But they will continue to be there because voters, especially black people, vote ANC in the, in the main. Black people uh, will vote for you because you're black. What nonsense is that? I mean, Jacob Zuma even had a second term in government. So the 500 billion that's coming, I heard that there's no 500 billion, by the way. Uh, they don't know where it's coming from. But it seems to me that the president is on a PR drive since he started about two years ago. Um, we don't have this money yet. Lindy Zulu was on SAFM the other day saying that we don't even know how, to, how it will get to people. So if you don't have a plan, you have this windfall coming, you don't have a plan how you're going to uh, distribute it to people as you said you would, uh, it's easy to steal that money because 
it can be used for just about anything, which is something that they, they, they've been doing. Look at Nkandla. Jacob Zuma shouldn't believe in me because it was, uh, it was illegally built. Um, no one went to jail for it. Uh, people went, I mean, were just gave, got jobs for protecting Jacob Zuma. Uh, Ramaphosa is the same. He doesn't respect the law of the country. The people there uh, is going to go to the same people who've been stealing and 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 jeopardizing the, the the futures of black people in this country. Hi guys. Yes, I can hear you. Um, no, 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 I just wanted to say, yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't, I wanted to let everyone else speak as well. Yeah, I, I wanted to say, say, just say one thing. You know, I, I think um, what Ramaphosa, just to continue Unati's point, is that um, I think that um, this whole thing is a PR spin I, with with the Absolutely. money. I don't, th- yeah, I don't think they have money to actually um, provide. I think they know that people are getting desperate and they need to give them some message of hope because if they don't say anything, then a riot is going to come along. And that's why I think that um, they deployed more army as well. More, or more army mm-hmm. personnel. I think 76,000 more. And I'm like, why else do they want to deploy them? Because they're scared that there might be riots because there's no money. That's what I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. And because the, the media has been so captured, why is the media not making noise? I mean, remember when uh, Jacob Zuma used to, in, at Sona, Cape Town CBD would be on lockdown, literally, because Jacob Zuma deployed the hugest army uh, uh, he, he could find his hands on. And uh, the media would make a meal out of it uh, with good reason. But now it's happening in the townships and their favorite men at the helm is Cyril Ramaphosa. They're not going to question such uh, draconianism. And so um, I have absolutely no respect for the media. I'm disgusted, really. I enjoy, I mean, I celebrated when I had Melan Guardian is, 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 doesn't have money anymore. Uh, I mean, you don't, they shouldn't be existing in the first place because they've lost their mandate. Media has such a crucial role to play in a democracy. They, they are the eyes uh, of the people. But in South Africa, they've been captured. It's like Ramaphosa has got them in their pocket, in, in his pockets. And um, so it's up to us uh, as, as people who love freedom and liberty, people who respect individual liberty and property rights. It's up to us to stand up and, and continue to say no to, to, to such people, to such um, leadership. And it's easy, guys, to forget how uh, we had uh, incidents of the Rwanda genocide, uh, how Hitler, um, Nazism in Hitler's time, and people like Lenin could kill millions of people. And uh, if you said anything, obviously, obviously no one is killing people in that in that sense. But does anyone know? I mean, I live in Kailicha, right? It's a township in Cape Town. And we have a high rate of uh, uh, tuberculosis in Kailicha and HIV, obviously. But uh, no one is questioning how are these people who, who are living on ARVs or TB medication, how are they... Uh, are they having enough food? Because if you can't even have an opportunity to go and uh, look for a peace job so that at least you can buy more food for yourself, no one can live on social grant money. Uh, so people rely on these peace jobs. You can't go now to someone's house and do their garden because you'll be breaking the law. Uh, government has criminalized work. 
work as we know it. No one is questioning that. Uh, and does a lot of work in, in the constitutionalism, uh, law and the constitution. And uh, he, he quoted that uh, the constitution actually says we have a right to work, we have a right to, to have access to food. And that right has been taken away by Ramaphosa and, and his advisors. And uh, it's not right, guys. Uh, if I could organize a match now, I would do it. But we'd be breaking the law. Um, yeah. So I'm off <laughs> the view that... can't even protest at this time. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Uh, but Christoph told me a story. Uh, <laughs> except you, except if you're Kos Kosatu. Oh, obviously. Oh, yeah. Good. You must have a seat uh, at the table. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, you know Mu Raider from, from Twitter? Mu Raider. Uh, apparently yes, she, I know her. She, yes. Apparently, she went into a checkers and started protesting because they told her they couldn't, uh, they couldn't sell her a pie yesterday. And she started protesting, and, and uh, that one was on, and put that on social media. <laughs> and everyone's security was called, and the manager came, like, trying to, 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 to make peace and all that. And uh, unfortunately, uh, the pie didn't come because it's the law. Can't believe it. You can't buy roasted chicken at Woolworths because no, government says so. I think. Oh I think my gosh. I think. I think we should no. all support her and do exactly what she did. Ah. <coughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. And yeah, there's I a lawyer, apparently. Apparently, there's a lawyer who who cautions stuff uh, that uh, ZACP now is becoming EFF with all this talk about uh, protests and stuff. We should protest, guys. Draconian rules. Uh, uh laws that are unreasonable uh shouldn't yeah. be that shouldn't be yeah, happening definitely. so they are all yeah. they're just big yes yesterday i watched a guy freely uh trading in in the boot of his car liquor hennessy uh whiskey and and it's so expensive you know uh someone is complaining that it's 400 450 a bottle and uh, I mean, it's the black market, it's flourishing. Uh, why shouldn't people be drinking if they want to? I mean, if yeah, you live in a true. township, it's a, I think if you live in a township, it's a must that you have to forget the nonsense that happened around here. Yeah, so uh, that's what I wanted to get onto as well. Like, I, I, one, of, like one of your tweets I saw this week is one where I think it has 407 retweets where you say that uh, you, you, you don't consider yourself as someone who grew up disadvantaged. I mean, like uh, you've, you've you've obviously explained that uh, things like the Group Areas Act made it hard for black people to be able to access services and uh, entertainment in 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 the CBT and other areas. So, like, could you uh, expand on why you don't feel like you were disadvantaged? Mm. I mean, the only reason I could say use the the disadvantage card is if I wanted a, a, a special. Favor that I don't deserve. Um, I mean, Jay, I could just use a race card here and they just get the treatment, which is nonsensical. So I was saying uh, on that tweet, it was liked like over 2,000 times. That I think that was the first tweet I've ever done that, that had so many likes. <laughs> and obviously, black people were not happy with me. Isn't it so ridiculous that a stranger you meet on Twitter? Uh, you don't know anything about them. You all know their name if you like it, because most people will use uh, other names and not their real ones to protect themselves. But of I choose course. to use my name because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love my name, and uh, everyone should know Kunat Kwaza. 
from Kylie. <laughs> oh, by the way, I think I'll probably relocate for the first. I mean, someone vandalized my garden, guys. And I think for the first time, I, I'm thinking of leaving Kylie. Uh, this is not on. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so someone just so... Broke, broke in and vandalized your garden. <laughs> Can you believe it? Can yeah. you believe it? Last yeah, year, they, they stole my Georgia tank. Yeah, they stole my Georgia tank. I have a small garden. I like I like gardening because as someone who lives with depression, it helps me to unwind. And I like seeing things grow and be something that I can eat later. So I love that. So my garden has been vandalized. They take, took out the potatoes, started growing the the, uh, the chilies. I was going to bring chilies in Germany. Because... He only left. I felt violated, and you I realized that people today. Yeah, can, <laughs> and I enjoyed the ones you brought last time. Yeah, they like they were the ones you brought last time were good. I mean, now you have to wait for the organic stuff, hey? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, they still yeah. sell those seeds. Are they selling the the plant seeds and stuff like that? Oh, that's what I usually what I usually. What I usually do is I will dry the seeds of the ones that I had and so I use them because now remember you can't even go to a shop and buy seeds or compost which is what I want to do so desperately because government has decided to ban that. Can you believe it? Oh, <laughs> There's wow. food insecurity in I South didn't Africa, know that compost <laughs> spreads COVID-19. <laughs> Can you believe it? It's so nonsensical. <laughs> so what I'm yeah. saying is people on Twitter uh, will see your skin color I mean, they've been telling me that I'm a right-winger. It's not possible that the person who's, who's tweeting is black. Why is it not possible? Like, why should we all follow a set, certain group uh, thing? Uh, I, I'm not part of a tribe. Um, I'm just Unati, and I'm an individual. I want to be respected in that way. So when you say to me that, ah, uh, when I, you, you, you're just talking nonsense about black people, I'm actually talking about myself. I'm not talking yeah, about I black didn't... people. And and when they hear the, this podcast and like hear how you speak, you like you have a Kosa accent. Mm. I guess they yeah. say that it's a white man who grew up in a Kosa <laughs> home <laughs> with only women, oh, no. and that's what he was exposed to. So he forced his voice to become high. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, have you heard the, the, this guy, uh, Christo Tantin or something? He's like a celebrity of sorts. Oh yes, uh, he's a toileb. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, I hate it. I hate it when uh, he's, he's fine when he talks jokes, but when he ventures into politics, I tell him to shut the fuck up. Uh, so sorry for the bad language. <laughs> oh, it's fine. You're so not the guys, first person to swear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, I think it's the lockdown. It brings out the worst in me. And uh, people with depression, by the way, are suffering the most. People with anxiety, because when you start listening to the news, I stopped listening to the news. I stopped uh, watching news on television over a year ago because I realized that the business of news is all about uh, just reporting negative things. They always find an angle that is negative that is going to cause alarm for people. So it's not good for my mental health. I decided it's to cut about down. The ratings. It's all about the ratings, man. It's a business. Yeah, no. They have to push so, the ratings up. I mean, the reason I, I'm saying that it's good that Corona is here because now we're not even getting the fake racism stories, which are so ridiculous. The media will say it's a racism story, and yet they have not even found uh, 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 reasons uh, and evidence to show this is racism, which is why I like Thomas Sowell so much. 
when he says that yeah. racism is like he says that racism is like ketchup you can put it just about on anything and when you ask for evidence they will start calling you a racist again so <laughs> the word racism has watered down to the last point in south africa so it doesn't i mean there are people who are racist and i don't think they are they, they are problematic by the way because there's so few of them uh, if you think about the the united states you see any that are still um enslaved in, in the united states I mean, that's the one of the freest countries in the world. People are still uh, applying to go to the U.S. because uh, it's freer than most uh, countries. But, uh, you, you, I mean, think about the 60s, think about the 30s in the U.S. Uh, I watch a lot of Thomas Sowell, uh, Thomas Sowell or Walter Williams uh, or Larry Elder uh, uh, or Candace Owens, for that matter, who's a young uh, generation. Uh, speaker like a crazy lady and, and, oh yes i like her <laughs> <laughs> oh she's hectic i thought i was hectic until i saw her uh -uh, i'm not like that <laughs> oh my God. i mean if you there's a lot that i was just guys i was just thinking today that you actually remind me of her yes really? they're, like, they're, oh they're, they're very similar <laughs> yeah they're very similar now yeah oh we're let's you should have your own talk show yeah, I guys, should. Yes, I should. We don't need to bring Candace Owens on now, so it's fine. We already have her right now. <laughs> okay, okay. So I was saying that a lot, guys, has changed since '94, since the '30s. But if you listen to, I mean, I, I even stopped with DSTV nonsense because all you will get is BBC and their propaganda and CNN or Al Jazeera and all those kind of people. And black people in America are flourishing when President Trump came. Uh, people's lives were literally changed because they could get jobs. Even low-paying, uh, you know, low-level skilled people could find jobs in America. Uh, that's when uh, the coronavirus hit. But we know that after they get over this, it will be back to the flourishing uh, times that Donald Trump introduced in the United States. He's not perfect, uh, but I like him because he knows how to put his people first. That's what I, I, I like about his leadership. Um, you could never get away with uh, what a president in South Africa gets away with. Uh, because a, a president in South Africa only puts their, their political party first. And it's nonsense. You see it in parliament. You, you won't see in parliament anyone now, right now. They're on lockdown too, even though they're supposed to be working. Who is checking that the executive is not infringing on people's rights? Parliament is not doing it because they're beholden to to the ANC, which pays their bills. Actually, the ANC is not paying even their bills. It's the taxpayers of this country. But um, there's a lot of wrong things, guys. Uh, I wish that the ACP could get into parliament. I don't know if we would make any changes, though, because there's just a lot of nonsense happening. There's a lot of rot in parliament. That's why Jacob Zuma held him to account for, 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 for almost a decade. But, um, so politicians need to be watched. Freedom is too precious to, to just to, 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 to just lay back and, and, and not be vigilant. We should always be vigilant. People will say to me, oh, and are you always angry? Why shouldn't I be angry at nonsense that is happening? Because it affects people's lives, guys. When a child, when a small black child drowns in human waste, that 
I mean, I don't know if anyone in the ANC has conscience as a human being, not just as a as a political leader. If they were they had any conscience, that should have been the lowest point. But after that, another child in the Eastern Cape drowned in human shit, and uh, they they died. And the the, the then MEC of Education, the Eastern Cape, said she, he went to those toilets. They were not that bad after all. Who says that? Who says that? Sure. Thing? So, yeah, yeah I just wanted to ask you, uh, like, about the TCP since you mentioned it. Like, uh, yes. basically, you and Dumo, like, I addressed the question to you and Dumo. Since you guys both have uh, have had the experience of campaigning with the TCP, obviously, you've had to deal uh, with people's concerns and and what the, the things they've raised. Like, what did you, what, what were the most important lessons you learned about, you know, South Africa and our prospects for reform and change? from your time campaigning for the, the TCP, what did you do then that you would do differently now, given the chance again? Oh, okay. Uh, the first thing would be starting ahead. Like, right now we should be mobilizing people, right? That's why I like Christoph Smart so much. He, he, Christoph, he's so busy. He's, he's keeping the TCP page on Facebook so active. I mean, I have a lot of other pages on Facebook, but when I returned this past week, I saw a lot of goings on in the ACP, and I don't see that in any other pages uh, on social media. So he's doing such a, a, a great job. So I was t- talking to him uh, just today, this morning. I was saying to him, he was saying to me, people feel that he asked me if I, I wanted to say anything to the ACP members uh, to encourage them and all that, because people feel leaderless and all that. So I said to him, look, the ACP was not about like a personality that's why we didn't have something a person called a president or a vice president those kind of things because it's about people uh so local government elections about your your community so what i want to see as unati in in the acp right now is someone mobilizing in their own small community because uh if you think about uh what is that town in that i love so much in, in in free state the town that decided to fix their water pipes because government was so useless. The ANC was so useless. They, they oh, all Harry they're doing Smith. is to employ absolutely Harry Smith. Those people are my heroes in South Africa. Um, so it's now the power is go, is going back to the people, which is a good thing because in a democracy it should be about the people. Don't they say that democracy is power of the people by the people? But in South Africa, it's never been like that. So. People are starting to mobilize themselves. But uh, if you are a, a, an organization like, remember how uh, AIC was formed, um, AIC in Matatiele, people were so yes, were unhappy yes, because the ANC refused to join them to, to KZN, I think. Yeah. So they said, okay, we'll do it ourselves. Uh, we'll mobilize ourselves and vote for ourselves. So that organization got seats in parliament, even though I think there were people who thought they were voting ANC but voted AIC. <laughs> It was yeah. funny. <laughs> they did it with such intention, you know. I, I yeah, you I know, love the drive. I don't know much else about them, but I just love how they decided. What you know, happened, if this is how we will do it, happened, this is how we do it. Yeah, yeah. But what happened since then is that all of us are capable of being corrupt and being corrupted. So what happened since then is that they thought the ANC would would follow through with the promise of, of, of them joining um, KwaZulu-Natal. The ANC obviously has never uh, done anything that they said uh, they would do. So what's happened is that the people now 
because the leader of the AIC is now in parliament. He's obviously forgotten about the people where he comes from. So I heard that the people are, 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 are mobilizing again for someone else to take over. It just shows that um, it doesn't matter who you put in power sometimes. If you don't have principles like we had in the ZACP, I mean, those principles, you don't have to be in politics to, to abide by them because I feel they are so important that anyone who, who, who respected uh, freedom of speech, individual liberty, property rights, and those, uh, as, as a citizen, you're supposed to have a right to own arms, uh, how many, however many you want, because it's your right. It's a constitutional right to protect yourself and your family. So those principles live even if there's no leader of per se of ZACP. So every other person who has who feels in themselves that they are able to to organize at grassroots level, then they should do it. Anyone can do it. I don't know how the money works as far as registering. I tried to speak to Kenten about it to because I wanted to find out if I wanted, for instance, to to be elected in Kailicha, to campaign in Kailicha, how much money uh, to to would I need to, to register as a, as a party? I don't know how much it is, but I know that for national government, uh, it's quite a lot of money. Uh, I, I, not everyone has 200,000 uh, to register for as a pol political party to contest elections. So anyone who feels the need uh, in their community, ever, anyone who feels that the DA is not doing what they're supposed to be doing, or uh, if the other day I said Freedom Front Plus, if I had to choose between ANC and FF plus, I would obviously go FF plus. And people were like saying, how could you say such a thing? I mean, I'm an individual. Uh, uh, I have a right to say whatever I want, as long as I'm not hurting you by my words. Um, words don't hurt, by the way. You just yeah. decide You just decide yourself that uh, this woman, apparently there's a woman in KZN who called the president an ape. And uh, he, I think she's going to be in trouble. The, the president has got such a thin skin that such things will, will, will affect his ego because that's all it's about. It has nothing to do with racism. What, like, who cares what anyone calls you? You can call me a dog. I don't care. But because I know I'm a human being. So who cares what I'm called? It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't change my resolve. And it doesn't make me feel little because I could never be little. You don't lose sleep over what someone else called you. Absolutely not. Even yeah. even Vicky Mombeck could call me anything. I wouldn't bother. Yeah, it's funny that when you say those, you know, I just remember how the media reacted to cases like your Vicky Mombeck. You know, um, uh, obviously yeah, and, talk, and talk show hosts are given. Yeah, oh, yeah, and, and Adam as well, who who actually lives uh, not far from where I live. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, I live in Edenvale. Guys, it's till so this day, uh, till this day, <laughs> I've never seen a single. Uh, I've never seen a single uh, red beret in Edenvale. Mm. And then Maybe Adam, I should move back. I should move then, back then, bro. <laughs> and then Adam, an Edenville resident, uh, went ahead and, uh, and and took his video in Greece. And I kid you mm. not, they were everywhere. They mm. st they marched up to his house for crying out loud, you know. Mm. Uh, you, you don't have to like the guy, but, uh, you know, this is someone who's those, entitled and, to the old privacy, etc. And those people were actually breaking the law, by the way, but because uh, the, the, the lines have been so blurred, 
the lawlessness in this country, even by leaders, political leaders, uh, things are so bad that you can actually go and threaten someone. You can threaten to kill someone and you'll just get away with it. Um, so yeah, so yeah. even even Katsavaris, I'm not bothered. Absolutely not bothered. But, but again, because maybe saying... In my uh-huh. life, I've surrounded myself... In my life, I've surrounded myself with people uh, people of good principles and people who share the same things that I share, like I respect yeah. you as an individual, those kind of values. So, I mean, it doesn't matter if they're white, Indian, colored, or, or, or anything. For me, I respect you and I always will. And so, I, I've never met someone like Katsavelos or Evikimo. No, I've never. And uh, my friends are good people, good citizens. They pay their taxes and they are privileged people. <laughs> I mean, it's so hard now to say a black person is privileged. Uh, look <laughs> at the forest movement. How many black leaders are there where were privileged, which unfortunately, uh, look at, at Pambo, who's now the spokesperson of the EFF. I heard that he, he comes from a private school, which is something that I never had. So uh, I was saying yeah. the other day that, that um, critical thinking, apparently, even if you can have the most expensive education, uh, is, it can like it can just uh, pass you by because that of man course. is just <laughs> and yeah. he's a vet uh, graduate, by the way. So maybe that's understandable. <laughs> Look, I, I always tell people that. Uh, and I was actually telling this to a friend who's across the border, and I was telling her that, you know, uh, what uh, what we need to realize is uh, probably in the next two to three years, uh, our mm. friend uh, Julius Sillo is mm. going to be conferred with a doctorate. Oh, no. You know. I mean, have you... That's how far ahead I'm thinking. That comes from... from mm. Mm. I mean, have you seen stuff that comes from Wizenu's tweets? And you ask yourself, this is a PhD question. Yeah, Matt, 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 Matt No, no, no him, he, he's, 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 he's a moron. He's, he's a moron with a doctorate, but he's he still must, a moron. He must, he must, oh just, he must keep quiet and cut his hair. That's yeah, what he must do. exactly. That, like, I'm sorry, <laughs> I know my, my hair's out of control right now, but that guy hasn't cut his hair in like years, man. He just cut it already, bro. <laughs> no, no, he'll I mean, tell I, you that I, the combing of hair is... Uh, it, though. The, the, the combing of hair, according to him, is probably a sign that your mind has been colonized. Bro, it, his <laughs> hair looks like the burning bush, bro. Like that who thing told I, you? Afri- no, who, I'm saying that who I told just, Africans they must cope. Oh, sorry, Nati, you're saying? <laughs> um, wait. Nati, you, you're saying something. Sorry, we interrupted you. Apparently. Yes, okay. What? Okay, say that again, Unati. Sorry, I think um, we are. Yo, I'm. We are struggling to hear you. Just, can anyone hear me? We can hear oh, you. Yeah, great. No, I, I, I actually come from because. Oh yes, Unati. That's what our mic is speaking. No, I'm saying that um, even before the colonizers came, we found ways to straighten our hair. People took a stone and bent it and tr- straightened the hair. That means that we've been combing our hair, so to speak, for the longest time. We've been straightening our hair to look presentable. So if you say to me, you, you want to look like a thug because it shows that you're more black than maybe Unati, then 
you're wrong. Um, I, it's just that people people don't think about the things that they believe in. Um, you don't have to look dirty. You don't have to look like a thug uh, while we are a member of parliament. It's a pity I'm torn with, like uh, with Mwisendlos because I like I like his girlfriend so much. She's such a brilliant uh, actor and uh, now a producer. So I don't know if you know uh, his beautiful yeah. girlfriend. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my gosh! Oh, he's <laughs> what's what's her name again? What's uh, the name? Mabot, yeah. Mabot. It's Mabato Moncho. Mm. Oh, her. oh no! I like it though. No, yeah, no, she is. Yes, yeah, I like really her style. Right, yeah. I like her, her everything about her. She's such a, a hard worker. So uh, it's a pity then that the doctor, the good doctor. But I, sometimes I think that the good doctor is actually a good person outside of the public eye. Um, it doesn't strike me like a Malema or a, a Floyd Shibambu. Uh, I don't know. It it feels yeah. sometimes to me that he is acting or something. Well, um, I know quite a few people in aviation, and uh, you know, at all levels, so from technical to uh, to captaining the plane to working in the cabin. Uh, yeah, they'll all tell you. I'm pretty much uh, anyone in the hospitality industry and and alike will also tell you that when you meet these guys in person, they are great people. You can have great conversations with them. You can even make a new friend. But I will judge you on what you say in public more than what you say Absolutely. in public. Absolutely. I mean, and that's that, all. And you can do the people. same for me when you're judging me as well. I'll be more than happy to. Yeah. 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 I mean. I find that people are so afraid to be associated with Unati that even if they want to compliment me, they will say it in DMs. Uh, I get so many compliments. <laughs> Guys, you don't understand how, how frightened people are to, to, to just voice what, what's in their head and hearts. It's so scary because people get bullied. I mean, I've been harassed on social media. I don't know if you remember in 2010, this, this man... Um, I had a, a squabble with he, he. Oh my gosh, it was the worst thing. I think it, I was actually baptized that time, and so I, that's why I'm so strong now. To a point where I had to deactivate my account, not because I wanted to, but because I was forced to the things could, that were coming. Could, could you tell that story? Uh, yes, sure. I mean, obviously, I don't have evidence that it was this person, but he's the only man I know who who who, who I had a, a, a parallel with. So what happened is on Facebook, I was only on Facebook that time. It was still early stages for me on Facebook. Maybe I was a year into it. And obviously I've been vocal forever. So uh, this guy, yeah. So this guy took a picture. Um, I was probably wearing, yes, I was wearing underwear. He took this picture from Facebook and created a profile and changed the, the name of the profile was Unati Kwazi like with an I at the end. My name, my surname is an A at the end. So he created this profile and, and, and wrote this, the most heinous things. Uh, some, one of the posts was, uh, if you, it was uh, addressed to men that uh, I want them to send their penises to me. And sure. that, like I, I got shocked when I started, and he posted my uh, phone number as well. And I got shocked to see People sending strangers sending me penises, and that's when oh. I, I started being afraid. And yeah, it was the worst. 
it was the worst experience ever. So whatever a person can call me now, it could never amount to 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 that level. So I mean, that was yeah. the worst time. So I had yeah. to create a new. I had to create again a new profile, and I don't know whatever happened to that account, but I don't see it anymore. But it, did, did, you, did, did you go? Did you go? Did you go to the police? Like it's because that sounds like I some didn't. I didn't. I mean, remember. Remember in 2010, it was still the early stages of social media. Yeah. So we didn't even have social media lawyers at the time. Uh, we didn't, police obviously, I, I don't think police still know how to handle social media crime uh, today, cyber bullying and all that thing. But they, they, it was a lie now on, on, on Sunday World, that, that trash. Um, so it was the, the way they told it, it was like, uh, I, I was dating this man, and so he was angry with me and stuff. But I, I didn't even know him that much. We only met at the airport because he gave me a lift so, to, to to back to 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 Kailicha. So, so, so I, I was interviewed. Was, Kaya FM. Yes, the wow. trash. Uh, yeah. So I mean, they didn't. They never even asked me for any comments on on it. But I suppose they have to sell papers on Sunday. Uh, it's a pity that people still use their money to buy these papers, uh, just trash people's lives. Someone phoned me, like a long lost friend. Actually, she wasn't even a friend to ask me if she had that I had killed myself. <laughs> oh my gosh, if I wanted to kill myself, I would do it for my reasons, not for someone yeah. me on no, Yeah. That's oh, so horrible. Because so, Sunday World said something, you want to kill yourself now. Yes. Yeah. And because, I, I mean, even local, a local radio station, it, a, a friend of mine told me uh, radio's morning was busy on the, the topic about me and stuff. Oh, my goodness. Imagine such things. It, it was not the, I mean, I remember my uncle asking me about it. It was not the easiest conversation. So, um, the, that's why I, I don't even like bullying Nicholas Bauer. Even if you're that trashy, you shouldn't be bullied because we don't know people like what happens when we do these things to other people. Uh, mm -hmm. Thomas Soul, uh, uh, Mix, if you remember, he, he unfortunately ended his life because of how badly he was treated on, on Twitter. So I don't want to be that person, even if I disagree with you, but I will swear to you if I'm like hurtful or something. But I don't like uh, it when people go after Nicholas Power. He's human after all. And we should all treat each other with respect. I, I, he's young, I think. And he hasn't lived life uh, long enough to know everything. He's a journalist. And I think yeah. for journalists at this point, it's, it's a challenge to, to be someone who, who voices their opinions and strong views. You have to be liked yeah. as a journalist to get a job at 702. You have to, yeah. to, to to be politically correct. Uh, and I, 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 just to just to add on Nicholas Power, I've, I've met him in mm. person, and he's he's actually a good guy. Funny enough, like mm. he's he's always uh, wanted to get the FMF's view on things, and gave, gave us like mm. fair time and uh, really oh, hear what really? he has to say on things. Yeah, like he's you know people people are not their social media avatars. People can be actually good in person. Yesterday, yeah. someone, this guy sent me a, a DM on Twitter. Then he says to me, Unati, I, I, I don't know if these things you say are actually you. 
I was like, I don't, I didn't know how to respond to that because I'm like, why would I change for you on Twitter, a stranger? Because I don't have regard for for strangers on Twitter. It, that's why I don't care what they say about me. <laughs> uh, someone, some people don't even want me to talk about Lisufi, uh, the tyrant in Gauteng. They want. Oh now, yeah, want because to... he can do no wrong. He's 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 the Messiah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I mean, even the media likes him so much that when there was a scandal that involved him recently, uh, a tender, obviously no one wants to talk about the fact that it's, it's wrong for, for Lisufi and his team. How, how, how did he buy that team, by the way? Is, yeah. is the media talking about it? That's why I'm saying the media is so captured in South Africa that we are all in danger because of it. Um, I'm, I'm now looking for, 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 for news elsewhere. I would rather read something that is happening in the U.S., not from CNN, not from Washington Post, not from Time Time uh, magazine, because they have absolutely no regard for the truth, facts, objectivism, and fairness. So I look for those uh, myself, and I'm finding them a lot, by the way. So someone asked me, look, so Unati, if you don't have DSTV, how, why do you know so much? Uh, I'm saying, I said to him, I read. Uh, I've been reading since I was like seven, eight. My mother yeah. uh, made me join a, a book club at such a young age. So yeah. that's why I'm saying I could never be disadvantaged, like even if I wanted. Someone said, why aren't you staying in Kempsey then? What's wrong with Kailisha? <laughs> There's nothing yeah. wrong in Kailisha. I buy property mm. here and I pay my rates. And as I'm supposed to, I pay my taxes as I'm supposed to. So that's why um, I don't understand why should I live in, in Camps Bay and pretend mm-hmm. like I have money. I don't have that kind of money, so I could never live there. And I think mm-hmm. I would be depressed even more there anyway. I mean, living, imagine living in a bubble, in a huge house, and there's no one around. You don't even know your neighbors. So I love Kailicha and, and, and townships in general because there's so much life here. And people uh-huh. are enterprising. People are hustling. I love that. Uh, yeah, like you, you really see, you really see the difference when you go to the suburbs. Like here, it's dead, quiet, and like there's oh no buses. Like, and, and accessing accessing black markets is so hard here. Like, whereas in the town, it's very easy. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, because because you guys snitch on each other. That's exactly. why we don't do that. Okay? If you want to walk your dog. If you want to walk yeah. your dog, who's going to call police? Police don't even have time for that. Do you think police in Kailicha have time to open a docket for that nonsense? No. Yeah. So true, we don't true. do such things, yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that, that's, that's what I love about it. And like that's why the army and the police are not deployed in the suburbs because they know that they have their enforcers here. That's why they come <laughs> to the townships because they know over there. <laughs> but no guys, I had that. I heard that in China they have a new system now, so you have to keep snitching on people, and then you become you get points to be a good citizen. Can you yes, you're rewarded it? financially. You're remunerated for snitching. Oh my goodness! Wow. That is terrible. Yeah, but that will never that happen is. in South Africa because uh, politicians need to steal the money. They cannot. <laughs> now politicians. So no one's gonna get. So no, no one's gonna must, get paid must, anyway. <laughs> there must yeah. first be a duty for you to remunerate people with before you can tell them to start snitching on each other. The kitty must yeah. first exist. That's why. That's In in Kailicha, I'm saying I'm enjoying the freedom we have here uh, without the driving by. Even from the first day of the lockdown, people were just buying some 
the house here just close to me uh, they are always crying every day they have booze they have food they gather because what else can you do otherwise depression will kill you so we have so much freedom in the township thing about it pe- people in townships have been on their own forever like since yeah. apartheid days and Kylie yeah. is over 30 years old so we've been taking care of ourselves that's why i hate social grants guys there's no dignity. I had the president, I was so angry this morning. I had him say, he visited a, a food bank in the Gauteng. He said that we want uh, dignity to, to have, for our people to have dignity when we give them this, this food. No, there's no dignity uh, in, in handouts, government handouts. It's the most, I mean, we stand as a um Unemployment rate in South Africa is 29%. It's a lie. Come to a township at any given day during the week, 70-80%. You see men, it's so sad, actually. You see men, uh, old men who could be at work, they don't have anywhere else to go. It's sad. There's no dignity in, in, in handouts. Yeah. You know, when the government says that minimum wage is out, like we have to have a law, like minimum minimum wage, it, it's... It, it's taken people's power to decide for themselves. If if an employer says, okay, I can only give you 1.5 or 2,000, who else is going to give you that money? Even government is not going to give you that kind of money. Why should people not have the power to, 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 to decide us. for themselves? That's exploiting. That's exploiting. <laughs> I mean, that's constantly for you. And unions have been nonsense. Uh, for the longest time. It didn't make sense to me that in 94 unions joined forces with ANC. Why do you do that if you say you are about uh, workers? Um, so, and the policies that the unions, uh, when Ramaphosa in, in, in general signed the national minimum wage bill into law, uh, with the unemployment rates in South Africa, especially among the youth, young people, remember, young people don't have experience, work experience. Uh, most of them are ill-educated, unfortunately, because of the ANC and the SATU and Njimutecha. Uh, so there's a lot of even unemploy- unemployable graduates in South Africa. So if I'm a, 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 as a business owner, I want to give you a, an opportunity. I can only pay you 1.5, 1.8, 2,000. Why shouldn't you take it? Why shouldn't you have the power to decide for yourself? Okay, I can... I, I'm in Kailicha, Unat is in Kailicha, so at least I don't have to have the travel cost. I can walk to her a house and do what she wants me to do for a few hours in a day. Why has people's power been taken away? Uh, uh, so these are the things politicians should be answering in parliament. Politicians in parliament are all the same, doesn't matter if it's DA, IFP, they're all the same guys. All they're after is to ensure that they keep getting this 100,000 rands a month which is so ridiculous. What do they do? Nothing. Can I just speak in on that? Uh, I think I've said it even on Manpatria before, but the one person I absolutely can never trust is a career politician. Someone who, and I'm going to make a perfect example with Miss Patricia DeLille. You know, uh, I'll give benefit of the doubt to, uh, you know, uh, guys who actually have a life outside of their party, you know, uh, which is why when people 
uh, when people ask me about what what's my opinion on my money leaving the DA, and I was like, no, it's great, you know, this is a guy who's he's got several degrees, you know, um, uh, yeah, he he's got a life to go back to. You can say the same of Mashaba as well, you know, they can go back mm. to their life and keep feeding their family. They don't require wait, wait, wait. the polit- They don't wait, require wait, the party. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> what 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 was my miner's life before politics? Before Helen Zilla picked her up from the streets, what was he doing? Uh, so, uh, yeah, my father actually uh, mentored him. He he's, was a model, wasn't he? Wasn't he? No, no, he's a no, he's a, he's actually a he's actually a pastor. Is that a job? No. <laughs> Is that a yeah, job? No. That's a no, vocation, legit. bro. That's a vocation. Yeah, it's a vocation, <laughs> but again, they are career pastors. Just as they are career politicians, they are career pastors now, guys. <laughs> right, okay, but, fair, but, fair, but, fair, but, fair, fair, fair. Going back to the point, right? Should. My point is, this is someone who had a life before and has a life even outside. You know, someone who's come, someone who's uh, making noise on a varsity campus right now to get the attention of Lutuli House or Chancellor House, whatever house they, they name them now. This is someone who actually, you know, if they go that route, you'll find this person has never worked. You know, if you take mm. Melusi Kigaba, for example, mm. right, what does Melusi Kigaba offer outside of the ANC? Mm. And also Malula, or, or yeah, Begitale, for that matter. Yeah. Instagram they, be, no. could really have to think about it. What does, the, can this person be employed somewhere? I mean, look at um, who's this woman, the the communications minister. Who else can employ uh, that person? Yeah, yeah, she's actually she's on that path as well, and and that's really what the point I'm trying to make here is. You know, if they had to go anywhere else where they would have to prove their metal. You know, when mm. you report to a boss, where you give, when you sign a contract, where you're given clear KPIs and you're given deliverables and you get your performance appraised, you know, mm. if you don't have that, you're actually not a productive member of society. And these are the people who are, are supposed leaders. You know, there's that word, kakistocracy, mm. you know, which simply means a kakistocracy is yeah. a system in place where <laughs> literally the worst and the least qualified people are the ones making all the rules. And 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 on top of that, those people, for them to actually go through their rites of passage, they have to do some sort of protest or or something like that, destroy some school property. Because I've yeah. seen that uh, I've seen that happen. I think Zuzo, you were not here, but we're talking about how many of these Fismas Four leaders were um, privileged people, and then Zuzo and I know some of them. They, we actually went to the same school as some of them. Yeah, you would have shared a class, you would have shared a lecture room with them, I believe. Exactly. And then, <laughs> and here you, and, and now you see them on TV destroy school property, and then, then they just get into parliament, and then all of a sudden mm. they're making laws over you. And I'm just like, this is that's this is absolutely crazy. That's, yeah, that's what uh, Adam Habib talks about: the fact that they were rewarded with parliament jobs, Nombendulo, Mkatwa, the EFF guy, and the others. These are criminals, guys. They, I mean, yeah. they are criminals, basically. So, um, that like Adam Habib makes a strong point that if you want 
wanted to empower young people, go look for good leaders, in, 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 not people who, who are who, who, who vandalize it. Um, South Africa is so lawless now that you can be rewarded for, for burning. Uh, uh, Naledi Pando said that uh, they estimated that vandalism that happened cost 800,000. That's close to a billion. How many other students could have been uh, given an education with 800,000 in South Africa? That's a lot of money. And yeah. uh, they went, they got away with it. The Kumani Makhole is, is like, uh, is like the, the same one. Who's that one in Gauteng? The one? Um, you, you eventually lose count of how many of them there are. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mkabo um, Tlamini is the one I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, That's, yeah. Such people get, I mean, News24 uh, publishes this man's thoughts. Think about it. It's so ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Why do they do things? Uh, the media yeah. has has lost and, and, its compass. And they not only publish his thoughts, but uh, they allow it to go unchallenged. I once wrote I mean, a response to FF, one of his articles. Power makes, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Power FM makes him a hero. He's not. Uh, Power FM will make who's the the other one who got paroled by oh, Ramaphosa yes. in December? Yeah, I was trying yeah. to remember his name actually. Uh, this is someone who Kanya, uh, Kanya Tagayeshi, something like that. Tagayeshi, there yeah. we go. Yes. Yeah, and I mean, again, I don't, I don't care what the circumstances were. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't matter if you know legally this. Legally, at the end of the day, if you were legitimately trying to torch a police vehicle. I don't, mm-hmm. At that point, I don't care what your cause is in the protest. It's crime. Mm-hmm. It's crime. Yes, and, uh, you know, and if Mighty but, Jamie... Friend of mine, yeah. I was saying, if Mighty Jamie ever hears this as well, I'd like him to actually... Uh, yeah, maybe we can have this debate. But yeah, he was basically saying, no, uh, as a lawyer, etc., etc., a lot of things were not supposed to happen. And I said, look, I hear you, and I'll see to your legal uh, expertise. But at the end of the day, it's crime. Mm, absolutely, yes. and, yes. It and is because, crime. but yeah. a friend of mine made the, the point that uh, also we should uh, care about the police brutality that happened back then, and I think he's right as well mm-hmm. that today we should also uh, have a focus on that side as well. Yeah, he was a supporter of, of the Ophismas fall, of course. But I uh, think about Mbiyake, what do you do? It, yeah, what do you do, Mbiyake, as a police, as as a university, for instance? Uh, Habib God, what do you do? when these uh, uh, barbarians come to classes and drag students who want an education out of classes. That's violence. No, there is necessary force that security for, uh, mm. forces have to apply sometimes. There is that force. But what I'm saying mm. is that we know that our police and security forces have a history of being brutal and, you know, brutalizing people, torturing them and all of these things. And so there's no reason to assume that they would, like, you know, all of a sudden be professional during FISMA's fall. So that's why I'm saying, like, we should look at both sides in that sense, because I know our yeah, police forces, uh-huh. I don't trust them. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair. That's true. Absolutely. So, like, I wanted to know, in terms of, let's go back to your your, your homeland in Eastern Cape. And I sort of yeah. ask about some of the certain things that Eastern Cape is just unique in. And besides the, the, the corruption, it's um, the, 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 the systems there just break down completely. Like, let's say, for example, the public health sectors, they've broken mm. down 
complete there's no there's not even an effort to try and fix things there's uh the schooling we talk about you you spoke about the fact that kids are drowning in toilets uh roofs are falling on kids uh kids have to uh learn in in areas in in to uh to break apart uh well to 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 it's non-existent now because they weren't actually doing their job uh the city was mm-hmm. just run down with so many portals sewage everywhere they were not getting they're not doing their service delivery uh mandates it was just hell so like the 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 way things happen in eastern cape i just don't understand how, how bad is it in eastern cape if i may so um I don't know right now because I haven't been there in like over 20 years. Uh, I was actually born in the Western Cape. My grandmother, um, she was not from the Western Cape. She was obviously from the Eastern Cape, but uh, she left while still in her early 20s. So her children were mostly born in the in the Western Cape and her grandchildren uh, were mm-hmm. born in the Western Cape. So I did all my schooling like from sub A to grade twelve in the in the Eastern Cape and then came back to um the problem if you go to town or to Dundreff or to Elliot or to, to Port Elizabeth or Grandfather nominating all this. Uh, because the ANC doesn't care about merit of it, of the people it chooses to be. The ANC um, I mean, the Auditor General oh, every year would tell us how bad things are with me. It's the ANC people, guys. Uh, I had I read somewhere that in Grahamstown, Grahamstown is very small. So t- I, I read that there's more, they spend something like 70% of their budget on, on salaries. Uh, what happens with the ANC is that there's cadet deployment. So, what they do is you have to campaign for them and then they will reward you with a job. Whether you're just from the streets, you're uneducated, you don't know what could... So it's been the, the, the reason why the Western Cape is different to a, any way that the ANC governs is because, yeah, we care about merit. We, we, yes, we have our, our faults, like now the, with the, uh, they have now ridiculous... Um, they have ridiculous uh, bylaws. Uh, citizens should stand up for, for against that. Um, someone wrote something. Is it, was it Nicholas Babaya? In in I didn't have the time to read everything uh, of the ridiculousness of these uh, bylaws that the TA wants to impose on us. So um, the TA has its fault, but uh, it, it's good with government. Um, because people get help, they they and then so uh, that's the major difference. Look at Lunata, so much potential. Look at the Eastern Cape itself; it's so beautiful. There's so much potential there. What happens? Uh, the terrorism is dead. Uh, they've got beautiful beaches, um, and so. No one is ever held to account. Why would you stop uh, stealing Dumo if no one 
was ever going to arrest you. You don't stop uh, doing those things. Look at uh, uh, who's the late, the late Jackie Slebi. Uh, a tag of notes, by the way, who, who was a police commissioner. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can have, I mean, today should be having a criminal record because of how he left uh, being a police commissioner. Jacob uh, Sarah Ramaphosa, the clean one, brought, it, brought him back. Why? Because the ANC slate meant more than the country. Uh, the ANC votes, votes, votes like the in, in their you know the Nazareth competitions and all that they kill mm. each other for these posts guys to be in the good books of the ANC is the best thing you can do for yourself so in the Eastern Cape uh we the Eastern Cape guys had factories can you believe it in Butterworth Butterworth today doesn't even have running water people are, 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 are thirsty they don't have water and and Corona comes and the the minister the clueless minister uh, Lindy was uh, you have to wash your hands with what? Did anyone see where the tanks went to? Did anyone see the tanks? They bought forty thousand tanks, guys. I'm keeping a watch here because it's the the media is not going to do it. Has anyone seen the forty thousand tanks? The last, time I saw them, the last time I saw I them, them, it was on Twitter. It was yeah. on Twitter, and I don't see anyone, uh, any community saying, telling the media that thank, uh, thanks to Lindy, where we, we see we have water now. No, and no one is talking about it. The hey, I'm still waiting for uh, Cyril's two know? million houses and Alex. Oh gosh, don't even go there. Alex hmm. is such a. Alex could be so beautiful because it's right next on the doorstep of, of beautiful Santon, guys. Um, there's an organization there that, um, you know, Free Market Foundation works uh, in, in trying to, if you want to talk about dignity, you talk about title deeds, eh? And the Free Market Foundation, through its Calum project, has been working uh, with people from all communities, from Alexander. There are people who were removed from their properties, and they were never paid by the government. And the ANC government today in Gauteng still says, still refusing to do it. Uh, I mean, that's why now they want uh, expropriation without compensation. And uh, even EFF voters aren't aware that EFF doesn't want them to own property. Yeah, they are completely uh, they, they say that EFF wants land for them. Can you believe it? EFF. <laughs> EFF are parasites. No, no, but their supporters in general actually don't know the EFF's manifesto. They do not know it. They don't. They only know that Malima wants double for domestic workers, which is a job killer on its own. Look at what happened after thousands of jobs were lost in the domestic sector, uh, uh, domestic worker sector, because after just after Ramaphosa signed the national minimum wage, no employer wants to give you 2,500 rands, even though though they know you need it, your family needs it. Because some domestic, most domestic workers are breadwinners, guys, but they've they've managed to make their money go further, which is something I, I respect about them. Which is why I don't want government to think for poor people. Pe- poor people have been doing this forever, guys. Uh, that is pittance, but people have been so have trained themselves to know how to use money. 
they, they won't go to Woolworths, obviously. They will go to, to Goal supermarket. They will go to Boxer supermarket to, to shop right, look for specials. They quite know how to, I mean, they have stockfalls, and through those stockfalls, they've managed to build houses. Uh, if you guys come to, to, to Kylie Chawante, uh, I'll, talk, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take you around and see how people in Kylie have built houses for themselves. Uh, the the be houses are, are quite a new phenomenon in, in, in Kailicha. Because uh, 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 just not, not far from where I am, I'm in Lita Park, and just f- further down the road, there's uh, another section of Kailicha. People there in the in the mid nineties, early nineties, they were just given a stand with water and uh, a, a, a flushing toilet. That was it. So you could put a shack on your properly um, cut stand and build proper roads and streets and street names. If you go to to uh, I, got, uh, I arrived there in nineteen ninety six and stayed. Uh, I came here for tertiary and stayed with my aunt. Um, she bought herself a plot uh, on someone's, someone had built already a shack and she bought, it. I think it was 1,500 rands. And when she started working as a teacher, she started building for her house, a, a house for herself. So, I mean, if you go then now, 90, 99% of the uh, uh, properties are properly built houses. So I, I don't even like the idea that Carmen is going to build a house for you. It's just ACE's way of staying in power. And people don't see it. People, human beings, yeah. uh, enterprising. Yeah. So government only does these freebies because they think it's their way of of getting easy power. No one in Africa does. Uh, which is why people can come to South Africa from like Somalia to from Zimbabwe and make a good living in South Africa. The guy who was doing uh, my satellite dish the other day, he was telling me they all have cars. So the, the one that they drive is just for work. It's just a small bikey, but they have proper cars. I mean, the Uber drivers are made from Zimbabwe. They have been able to, to make a living in South Africa while South Africans are waiting, waiting for government. That's the culture that the NC brought in 1994, which yeah. has killed black people. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's been yeah, yeah. That that last line is, is just a description of this whole podcast. The ANC is the mm-hmm. antithesis of black people, and you know, and mm-hmm. the they've also been good at you know mm-hmm. creating a clique or elite amongst media, amongst other political parties, to mm-hmm. to essentially mm-hmm. double down on their type of policies that they introduced through the National Democratic Revolution. But mm-hmm. um, we. But thank you, uh, Unati, for giving us a whole breakdown of how the logic and the the policies of the ANC have destroyed this country, and it's gonna take years for us to rebuild it. And uh, mm-hmm. and just another, uh, yeah, just another person that's um, that's against COVID nineteen. Thank you for coming um, onto the onto the podcast. Uh, <laughs> yes, um, really appreciate it, and keep, yeah. Keep taking people off. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a must. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, we're definitely gonna have you on again just to con- continue what your your rant 
uh, and to you know just let your your mind loose. We are really intrigued by what you told us. Yeah, um, and South Africa, like you said, it's a beautiful place. It just doesn't need the a government or the a government as that's the likes of uh, the ANC. But uh, is there anything else that anyone else would like to say? Just in parting. Yes, I would like I, to. Say I want to say something. Oh. Um, I want to understand why white. Okay, I want to understand why white people uh, are so pro Ramaphosa. Uh, I mean, why called me a racist this morning because uh, I challenged Hermanus. Is it Herman? Herman Pretorius on at IRR was praising Ramaphosa the other evening, and I asked him why. Uh, is he blind to to Ramaphosa's abuse of power in townships? And obviously, he's. I think I blocked him because I was so angry at his response. Um, and why are white people so? And these are the same people who run to Australia uh, when things when ish hits the fan and leave black people here to fend for themselves, which is something, by the way. Uh, when ANC went to exile, black people were left here to face a, a tyrant of a government. And uh, we survived, guys. We'll survive the ANC as well, but we just have to vote them out of power. Hmm. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, for my... Yeah, do yeah, more. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, um, thanks for coming, Unati. I really appreciate it. Um, you had a lot to say. I was really quiet today, I'm not going to lie. But I enjoyed listening. I enjoyed. I enjoyed listening. Listening to you today. You had very good points, and uh, I think I got a good title for this podcast. Um, I don't know. Maybe the ANC is bad for black people. Something like that. I think that will that will like, get people's like, attention. Uh, you could say free ourselves from uh, from ANC black people. Something yes. like that. Yes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but yeah, that's that's yeah. what I wanted to say. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, for my yeah, 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 Koki. Um. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, two things. Uh, Cuba's trending. Uh, there's a letter that's <laughs> doing the rounds on Twitter. Uh, the first paragraph reads such: uh, In response to the request made by the government of the Republic of South Africa, the government of Cuba has decided to support the great efforts that are currently made by South Africa in containing and arresting the spread of the coronavirus. A specialized Cuban medical brigade, <laughs> brigade will be oh, arriving gosh. at OR International uh, Airport on Sunday, the 26th of April, 2020, at 23.59 hours in a special flight of the South African Airways. So, uh, yeah, clearly, uh, clearly our state is in bed and is having secret talks with the Cubans, of course. Uh, tomorrow, when Trump uh, punishes us for this, we will wonder why. Uh, yeah. The other thing is also trending. Kanye West is trending after Forbes magazine has declared him an official billionaire. Oh, my words. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, again, uh, <laughs> this is all down to capitalism, of course. But again, uh, I, yes. I'm always looking for the sentiment. So there's no backlash on Kanye being a billionaire. In fact, our people are celebrating Kanye West. Uh, had so it been someone of Caucasian... Uh, so I was just I was saying, had it been someone of Caucasian ancestry, we wouldn't hear the end of it about how his family apparently was has been exploiting black people, even going back and to slavery. But uh, when a black man becomes a billionaire, we should celebrate. Yeah. So again, these are the and, things. And I guys, observe. 
And so tell me why in 2020 you'd still say, as CNN journalists would say, black people in America are, are, are so oppressed. I mean, look at Oprah Winfrey, one of my favorite people. Uh, I only, yeah. I just don't like her politics though. She endorsed Ramaphosa and that was it for me. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, look at how amazing uh, success, successes. Look at Hollywood. Look at black people. The next guy. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, yep. it's better to be poor in America than South Africa. Yeah, well, it's a victim mentality that they're always going to try, you know, uh, passed yeah. down to generation from to generation, you know, that black people will always be oppressed. And right now, I am like I, I am in awe of Kanye West. You know, just a few years ago he was in debt of fifty three million rand, fifty million dollars. And uh now he's uh, making he's a billionaire off of his easies and it's a, mm. it's really a good uh endorsement of you know of black people in in America. Oh, and of capitalism as a whole. And Donald Trump. And it's the power of the free market. The power of the free market. The, the power of capitalism, which is what African leaders don't want for us. If you if you read George Aitay's, one of my favorite people, George Aitay, uh, a descendant from Ghana, he's made his life in America. He says that uh, Africa is poor because she's not free. We're not free because of our leaders. Uh, uh, Ramaphosa is one of the freedom stealers. Uh, so Africa will remain in You can come as a, an illegal immigrant in from washing the floors to washing dishes in a restaurant and end up with amazing power, free trade guys, free markets uh, in America. So, so I, I I, I only went there once, which was last year, and I hope to do more. You will finally apply because it's such a great yes. opportunity to to have someone to have someone pay for 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 your flights, your food, uh, your stay in America for a week. Uh, it's an amazing opportunity. You'll meet George Gilder. You'll meet uh, so many more amazing people. Richard, uh, who's this guy? Jay Richards. He's another mm-hmm. great author in America. Uh, so I hope that you do apply, and please don't be afraid of Corona. You're not gonna die from Corona. Okay, <laughs> I'll wear a mask. <laughs> yeah, <Definitely> yeah. <laughs> over your mouth, hey, not your eyes. Oh yes, yes. Over. Hey, thanks for reminding me, because <laughs> I was actually gonna put it over my eyes. <laughs> yeah. I was about to ask you how am I gonna how am I gonna where I'm, know where I'm going, but anyway. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, do a. Uh, as always, can you do the admin, man, and tell people where they can catch us and oh, they yeah, can follow guys. us, man? Simple, simple, simple. Um, guys, if you want to, um, you know, follow us, you can go on Twitter, uh, manpage underscore ZA. Um, and uh, you can just follow me on Twitter as well, at Dumodenga. And then there's also, you can also follow Zuzo as well. We are all there. You can just go to the Man Patriot page and you'll, follow, and you'll find all our stuff there. And also, guys, I want to thank you for the donations as well. That has been fantastic. I know it's tough times, but you guys are still donated. I really appreciate that. But as always, if it's tough, you can stop your donations and come back when times are good. But if you have scraps left over, you can give the scraps to us. We will gladly take those scraps. Thank you, guys. I appreciate your donations. That's admin. Definitely, guys. 
thanks thanks guys uh thank you for following us and sharing us and uh thank you for liking the the, the memes that Dumo posts on on the social media those are some great memes Dumo shout out um yes, <laughs> yes. uh also like you know the facebook account has been getting a lot of hits so we really appreciate it thank you guys so much for reacting liking and sharing and uh please do more guys do more and um and like do more, like do more for us, not do more the name. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for listening. And yes, man, we'll be back sooner than next week. Uh, just you know, just keep your, your your eyes on the on our channel, and we'll release more content for you guys. And we really appreciate your love uh, and your shares and your likes and everything that you guys give us from Manpacha and you know as. If, as freedom-loving people, we as, and as Nati said, we need to keep on uh, pushing freedom throughout South Africa, and um, we need to, you know, um, raise our voices when our freedom is at risk. So yes, guys, um, please keep safe, keep warm, protect yourself from the COVID-19, but go get that money. Anyway, um, yeah, that's that's it for me, guys. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Cheers, yeah. Cheers, cheers. Okay, cheers. Thank you.